Hello and welcome to Out in South London with me, Rosie Wilby on Resonance 104.4 FM. Well, it's a very exciting day in many ways. MPs are going to be voting in just about 30 minutes on the marriage bill, so we may have marriage equality um, by the end. Well, not by the end of this programme, but it, it'll be starting to happen towards the end of this programme. They'll be voting, so tweet your MP. You've still got a little bit of time. Anyway, it's exciting as well because we've got so much to cram into this half hour we will be hearing from the singer-songwriter Erin McEwen, whose wonderful track that was proof from her current album, Manifestra. She is live in the studio playing a couple of tracks from said album. And I also have on the st- on the phone line in the studio the director of a wonderful film that was now out on DVD, Keep the Lights On. I have the director, Ira Sachs, on the line. Hello, Ira. Hello. What a great historical day, it sounds like. Oh, it's amazing here in London. Are we talking to you in New York at the moment? I'm in New York City, yes. Of course. And this is where your film is actually set. Um, tell us a little bit about the story of it. Um, yeah, I've lived in New York for 25 years, and um, 10 of those years I was involved in a relationship that I think in many ways was um, was was typical to many gay relationships of my generation in the sense that it was... Um, Quite tumultuous. It was tumultuous, <laughs> yes, it was. And, and in the wake of that relationship, I decided to, to, to make a film about it because I see so few stories about um, that look like my own experience. Yes, I mean, I watched it last night and it certainly reflects a lot of the highs and, re- and lows of any relationship, I think, but particularly perhaps a gay experience. Um, tell us a bit about how you found the two actors who play the two lead characters, Eric and Paul. Well, it's a very, um, I call it a naked film, though I would not say it in any way it's not a pornographic film, but it's a very open film. And yes. Finding the right actors was, was very, very important. Um, Tour Lindhardt, who plays the character of Eric, uh, who's a, a filmmaker in the story, like myself, but um, is was described to me as the bravest actor in Denmark. And wow. when I heard that, I thought, oh, he must be interesting. And he and he was, and he's extremely open. He's been nominated for an Independent Spirit Award as Best Actor here, also a Gotham Award. He's had a lot of attention for, for the role. Um, and the other actor is a, a man named Zach Booth, who um, some people have seen in Damages. He plays Glenn Close's son in that film. Oh, that's right. Of course. I knew he was familiar. Yes. Yes, yes. And he um, plays the character of Paul, who struggles with uh, a crack addiction, while at the same time he's a successful publisher in the um, literary world here in New York. And that that kind of um, was a character that I needed to find an actor who empathized with that struggle and and didn't judge it. And I think that's something that Zach brought to the role. Absolutely. It is very much about addiction and the challenges of that as well, isn't it? And perhaps the way love is addictive, too. Very much so. I mean, I think from my own experience, I feel like um, it was difficult for me to know that I could leave that relationship, and I stayed in it for 10 years. And I think this is a film in a lot of ways, I call it a a coming of middle age story, (laughs) coming to the point in which you actually know that you might, that you can be um, okay on your own. And, and with separating and really you like yourself well enough that you're able to move on and that's um, a challenge for many of us and particularly for gay people I think. And, and you are happy now you're living in New York actually you've fa- got a family now I believe. I, I do um, you know I, I, I have all the sort of the symbols of a happy marriage and I actually do have a happy marriage I'm, I'm <laughs> married to, the, to a painter named Boris Torres who did the opening credits of the film 
um, the paintings at the beginning of the story. And the character of Igor in the film is loosely based on Boris. And we have two twins that we're raising with a, a female friend of ours. Um, but I, I actually think the happiness is not because of those symbols. It's because I was able, in the wake of this relationship, to start and do something that was totally new to me, which was to live an honest life. Uh -huh. And I think that's what's so difficult for many of us, is to learn to get to the point that we share enough of ourselves to actually be intimate for the first time. Mm. Well, fascinating stuff, Ira. I wish you all the best um, with the film, which is out on DVD now. It is Keep the Lights On, and uh, it's a wonderful film. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much, and I'll be rooting for, for change and equality in England. Thank you very much, Ira. Thanks Thank for you. talking to us. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was Ira Sex, and as I plugged just before that phone call, I have got Erin McHugh, and I'm very excited to say is live in the studio, and we're going to hear the first of a couple of live tracks from her now. Break my back and tie my hands Send me to the jailer For every man that jailer keeps His soul is getting darker Jailer rules a stolen land, king of wicked pleasure. Try to cross him if you can't, scar across the desert. You can't keep us out, you can't keep us out, you can't keep us out, you can't keep us out. Try to stop a water, try to stop a fire, try to stop a culture. Secret heart, the jailer knows how like he is a prisoner. Though he sleeps on finer sheets, his dreams will make him nervous. Set of fear in this, the jailer locks fists around his power. Never mind when doubt creeps in, a sound over his shoulder. You can't keep us out, you can't keep us out you can't keep us out you can't keep us out try to stop the water try to stop a fire try to stop a culture Zetapee's gonna bake a honey cake Wolves gonna eat the weakest The nature of a jailer is To do just what it pleases But when we hang another man Part of us dies with him Like your soul up piece by piece Show me just what love is Show me just what love is Show me what is just You can't keep us out 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 Try to stop the water Try to stop a fire Try to stop a culture Woo! 
Well, you might be wondering who all those people you can hear applauding our Erin McEwan's song there. That was the jailer from the album Manifesto. We do also have um, extra guests in the studio tonight. Planet London are in the studio tonight reviewing the show, so you can read about it all on there. Also, the writer and performer Karen McLeod I'm going to be talking to after I have spoken to Erin, who is has very kindly dropped in because you've got a gig tonight, haven't you? In a matter of minutes, actually. In a minute? No, surely not. No. 8.30. 8.30. That's Cora. That's that's yeah. That's yeah. not not too far away. And that's at a wonderful venue in Camden, isn't it? Called the Green Notes. That's right. Have you been there? You must have been there to sound check already. No, we just had oh. to just forego the sound check whatsoever. <laughs> hey. We do it real rock star. We walk yeah. in and uh, just, just set it. it up and go. You know, honestly, I I just is happy doing that. It's just easy enough. You know what? Because often it sounds completely different when people are in anyway. Totally, um, totally. And I'm just myself. You know, me and the amp. So you and the amp takes two seconds. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's not a whole orchestra. No. Now, I did see you once before in London a few years ago um, playing with a drummer at a there was a bar, a women's bar, which sadly no longer exists, as a lot of our women's bars in London have closed down. And it was called Southopia in Kennington. And do you remember that gig at all? Oh, yeah. No, I totally do. Um, I remember when it came across my desk. Do you want to do this or do you not want to do this? And I thought, well, that just sounds fascinating. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a, an interesting yeah. space, actually, really sort of luxurious toilets. Yeah, um, it was really strange. And I, if I I remember it was sort of a members members club kind of thing. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. and I thought that was I thought that was kind of interesting. But it was a uh, what I remember about the show is that um, it was a really amazing crowd, really great energy, and um, really fun time. Good. Well, I'm glad you remember it well because I was part of that crowd. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we were we were a nice crowd. Um, and tell us a bit about the new album. We've been playing the track Proof because that actually features um, someone I used to play gigs with on the London circuit, Polly Paulsmer. Yeah. Well, Polly's been um, a friend of mine for a long time. I've been uh, such a fan of her records ever since mm. I first heard them in the early 2000s and um, we uh, at Manifestra um, is written in over the last three years mm-hmm. and um, it, it describes this uh what for me it's been internal change to becoming external actions. It's quite a political record but mm. but I want people to understand why I've chosen to make a political record which is that things changed inside of me like I went through my own personal changes and political changes and felt the need to reach out and collaborate and connect with community and um, one of the ways I was doing that was by writing with other people including Polly so nothing that Polly and I wrote together is on the record but we <laughs> leading up to the right <laughs> nothing good enough <laughs> no, no it's actually too good oh, um, okay. no sure. uh, leading up to leading up to the record we would meet on Skype and we would write ah. together over Skype oh and, um, wow there's new technology yeah for so you. then when it came time to uh, uh, her new record uh, leads from the family tree yeah uh, I did some background vocals for her and on my record manifesto she did them for me so we did a trade and the ah. nice thing is we're both women who um, know the computer who produce and engineer our own work mm-hmm. and so it was really easy to just pass the tracks back and forth uh, between oh. the two of us and collaborate that way and um, she hit it out of the park for proof those background vocals are amazing they, yeah to me lovely. they make the track it's well it's a lovely track it certainly sort of really stood out to me but i always have a thing about people's track that they put second on the album me too i why though what is that about well, i want to hear you first I don't know. Um, I, I'm not sure. I think sometimes people put the obvious sort of singly track first, and then there's there's usually a song that's one of the artist's favourite songs second, because often maybe record labels and pluggers and people have a say in what track goes first, and the artist maybe goes, well, I want that one to go second, and it's usually their favourite. I couldn't... Um, I, I, 
there was a track, the first track on the record is called The Politician, and there was no other place for that to go on the record. Right. It was one of those songs where it's quite aggressive, it's quite introductory, it's kind of like, let's kick the door in and this is what this record will be. So it had okay. to be first. Um, and then Proof was a song that I I loved, right? Yeah. It is the artist's yeah. favorite, right, in that way. But I thought it might be too quiet for early in the record, and then it turned out better than I thought it would. <laughs> so um, we could move it up and... Um, uh, the song that I just played for you, The Jailer, is the one we've been calling the single. Okay. Um, but uh, there's something about proof that, that is just as important to describe the record mm. as the first song on the record. And you say you were sort of going through some changes and thinking more about your political sort of stance and bringing that more through into the music. What, what was it that triggered that? Well, I think I just, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time and I think that there was um, a a piece of me that for many years was um, searching for uh, approval maybe yeah. or a kind of um, success that I thought might be predicated on not having too many opinions. I've certainly always had opinions and always been active um, in justice work and um, certainly happy to, to talk politics and citizenry always. But I kept it out of my music because I think maybe this idea of thinking it might turn someone off or something and it didn't work it mm. didn't cer i certainly didn't get famous you know by not saying what you know here i am um <laughs> i'm quite happy with my life and quite happy with my career but i'm not rihanna you know yeah. so but you don't want to be do you? no not no. really um <laughs> and so so it just seemed tiring to, to put so much effort into keeping those things separate but then also you look at for, for me you know as a person in the united states like um just just things are so um, messed up there in so many ways that I just felt compelled, like, just get over yourself. Like, this is what you have to say is important as any other citizen. And, and you also happen to have this way to, to say it, which is songs. So just g get over it and just do it. And if people don't like it, they don't like it. And if people do like it, there you go. And and it's been, um, it's just been important for me, you know, to, to be tr truthful and to bring... Um, to be the same person in any room that I go into, whether I'm on the radio show for you or mm. whether I'm out to dinner with friends or whether I'm um, you know, talking to uh, a congressperson in America, which I do quite a lot of now. I do quite ah. a lot of activism stuff oh, okay. in the U.S. So um, you know, I've gotten a, an opportunity to sit down with senators and congresspeople, and I want to be able to say the same thing to them that I say to you wow. that I say to my friends. So, Well, let's hear another track. What's the second one you're going to play? This is a song called Histories. It's the last song that I wrote for the record, and, and um, you'll know this. By the end of the record, you know, when you get to writing the last song, you know what the record's about. Mm. I may not have known when I wrote the first mm. song for the record, but by the end of it, I know what I'm supposed to be talking about. So I had the opportunity to sort of collect it all together and say one more time what the previous nine tracks have been saying um and uh for me this goes to the, what i was speaking of about the activism work but i think in america we have this uh, tendency to be complacent right we have a black president we have some yeah. out people we have some you know some this some that but um so the people say oh we're in a post-racial world or the work is done and um i just don't feel that way i just feel like there's so much inequality well in i think we're very much in the same you think it's the same here, here. all yeah. right so yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so much inequality in in systems and even in in bricks and mortar of buildings that we that we use all the time and in the systems of government and um, i think the only way to do something different is to recognize those histories of inequality and to moment by moment do something different so that's what this is okay let's about. hear it Thank you. 
Well, my mother is my mother and my father is my father. Never mind, I hate them. Still, I have a bloody brother in the past that they have worn out. But my feet just wanna walk them. Histories, I hate them. Watch myself just say the same. In my cells, I carry how they raised me. Lawless tyranny Change it Change the currency Stand up to get up with Electricity So by the law By the letter Well we should be living better History still wish we'd see the world And how it used to be But one and one and three and more Is more powerful than any war You never know the spark That starts to turn over the hardest The world is very solitary so every day I have to choose to have to ah, We still have the histories Unwritten laws, lawless tyranny Change it, change the currency Stand up, get up with electricity We still have the histories Unwritten laws, lawless tyranny Unwritten laws, lawless tyranny. Change it, change the currency. Stand up, get up with electricity. We still have the histories. Unwritten laws, lawless tyranny. How do you make community? Drop off the eye, out of the week, yeah. Drop off the eye, out of the week, yeah. Drop off the eye. Thank you. That is Erin McEwen. Good luck, Erin, with your gig tonight. At Thanks very much. Notes. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. And I'm very impressed that your guitar sort of matches your jumper as well, which if people check the Out in South London website, they might be able to see the photos we've been <laughs> taking in the studio. Well, one of the people that has been loudly applauding and cheering, I'm, I'm very fascinated to meet because, um, well, my girlfriend has seen her naked. I don't know <laughs> I don't know what other introduction to give this in a uh, interesting, uh, fascinating performance and writer Karen. Hello. <laughs> Hello Karen there. McLeod. Hello. Now you um, run a, a, what would you call your night mooner? Um, I would call it an, an arty party. Arty party. Yeah, it's sort of a happening. We try and keep it in that um, tradition of a sort of 60s style, anything can happen <laughs> type event. Um, right. Where it was, you know, performance artists would just sort of 
spring up on stage and um, but we have a lot of sort of art things art tables people can do self-portraits with spoons and um, there's cabaret there's dancing there's lots of drinking um, great lots of um, drinking is, is usually good for getting <laughs> getting our listeners along to uh, to an event and the next one is the the 23rd of February that's right it's upstairs at the horse bar which it's is in Waterloo brilliant. it's a fun bar that horse bar yeah actually. it's great it's still sort of a bit shabby and it's you know it's got the the feel of uh, a, a place that hasn't been done up and we've we used to always have it in south london for a, while, a yes. long while at the castle oh. upstairs in camberwell oh, but right, it, yeah. it got done up and and stopped being so arty i don't, <laughs> don't know what it's like now it i'm sure it's too still lovely too smart <laughs> yes it did <laughs> um, we like it a bit rough and ready so um, my girlfriend went along to the uh, well I, I don't know when it was it was one you had just recently maybe yeah. it's the last one it, we have it quarterly because right. it's we put so much effort into it yes you Oh, you can't do one of those every week, can you? <laughs> um, and so you, you're not going to get naked this time. No, no, we've got a life model. And because I'm the hostess, I found it a bit much suddenly sort of just taking my clothes off. And that's why I wore the balaclava. I, I thought right. they wouldn't know that it was me oh. if I wore a balaclava. Well, I suppose. But, um, I think it was my height gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are quite tall. Yes, maybe I'd get away with it if I well, put a balaclava on now. Yeah. Um, in fact, I am doing it now. Uh, but it's radio, so so no one knows no. except all this huge audience of people that we, we have in the studio this week. Um, and tell us a bit about um, your writing as well, because you've got a book that you published, In Search yeah. of the Missing Eyelash. It's In Search of the Missing Eyelash. It was published. A, f- a couple of years ago by Jonathan Cape and mm. it's um is it a fictional novel it's uh yes yes it's a uh, sort of uh, tragic comedy and it's um about a, a woman who's in uh, Crystal Palace and Penge she oh yes to live where very I. good and uh, she um it's loosely based on the Wizard of Oz in the sense of it it starts at home and she sort of arrives home and her brother's a cross-dresser who's gone missing um, her mother's gone missing. Her her ex Sally has gone off with a man with a fat neck, who she calls <laughs> Fat Neck, and she can't work out where all the love has gone. So she she actually it's a story of her sort of stalking and breaking into her ex's house and oh. sort of collecting I see. evidence to try and see where the love has gone. Yes. Oh, I've never I've never broken into my no. ex's house. <laughs> I haven't yet, today. No, um, I, I think I might have tried, um, actually. Maybe the car, it was. Um, but uh, to have, as well, um, a sort of getting a quick catch-up on all your activities, mm. you've got a character, haven't you? Barbara Brownskirt, I'm yes, quite intrigued by. she couldn't be here tonight. Oh, but, couldn't she? Um, Is she no, ill? No, she's actually um, a point, self-appointed um, <laughs> poet in residence on Peckham Rye. Um, and at this moment in time, she's sat writing poetry at the bus stop, one nine seven bus stop oh the if 197 there. oh i know uh, yes which yeah. which exact bus stop the one um to the far of the rye uh, oh yes that's very yeah. near where i live actually. oh really often, oh you might have I'm, seen I, it yes i'm often found at that bus stop myself not i don't tend to feel poetic i think i had a kiss at that bus stop oh, once really? actually oh well I don't think I it think was with like Barbara. To watch that. No, <laughs> she wears an anorak um, with a hood up most of the time. But um, she's um, she's an unpublished poet who's very bitter <laughs> and does does believe that Caroline Duffy has stolen all her material. Oh um, yes. But she's she's um, got eighteen volumes of poetry that she is still trying to get pu- uh, published, and she she will perform at the next Moona. Um, oh, good. On we'll, stage, we'll so catch yes. her there. Yes, but she's. Um, Yes, yeah, she's uh, she's got a fascination with Judy Dench, 
let's just say. Oh, a f- stalking. But then I thought, I think everyone has, haven't they? Yes, I Some have a extent. lot of dreams. I, I wonder if Erin has. She's Well, she's shrugging she's her shoulders. She's just put her hand up. <laughs> but um, I, I have a lot of dreams about Judy Dench being my mum. Really? Yes, what does that mean? Maybe you want to sleep with her? Oh, well, no, 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 you don't no, want to sleep with your mum. No, I don't think no. it means that. <laughs> anyway, well, that sort of kind of brings to a close another um, episode of Out in South London, to be honest. Karen, where, what's your website where we can find out more about um, you? Or you the can best find one out um, at uh, Moon of the Happenings, which has got me on it really um, okay. but I also have a blog uh, The View yeah. from the 13th Floor okay. which is um, what I do when I leave my flat basically and <laughs> so <laughs> that's it but yes Moon of the Happenings you'll be able to find lots more information about my life Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, everyone who's been on the show uh, this evening, Erin, Karen, and also Ira, we had on the phone. Um, If you're looking for something to do out and about this week, Boogaloo Stew is on at the Oval House tonight until Saturday as part of their counterculture series, which is on at the moment. If you are an MP who happens to be listening in, you can go and vote um, for (laughs) equal marriage in a couple of minutes. You're probably not listening in, but hey, you never know. Let's play out with a little bit of a track by Georgette D. Next week we're going to be talking about gay travel so this is uh, a little bit of a a flash forward to that. This is uh, a track called Inverness. Inverness